the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you live from here from KKHT Studios. Uh, We're here to talk today about a special word from the Bible, a powerful word from the Bible, and that word is deliverance. And we're going to talk about all kinds of ways that God delivers us from things, and I'm excited to bring this message to you. But, I, you know, I want to open up, as we always do, in prayer, and there are are some special prayer requests today. Um, My father-in-law, Clyde Wood, was uh, rushed to the hospital this morning. Uh, He's doing better, but he's about to get out of the emergency room and into ICU. So, you know, we need to lift him up in prayer. And then our producer, Sharon, uh, who's normally here, is out with COVID. Um, So, you know, and the whole country's struggling with this and the nation's struggling with all kinds of uncertainty and division and problems. So we need need to lift prayer there. And then my cousin in Colorado was thrown from a horse and uh, was uh, suffered a pretty serious injury there. She's doing better as well. But, you know, we need to lift people up in prayer always. We need to stay in prayer fervently. So let's go to prayer. Father God, you are just uh, such a wonderful, marvelous, loving God. And we are so appreciative for your grace, your forgiveness, your love, and, and your deliverance for continuing to deliver us from things we don't even know about sometimes. And just from delivering us from sin and delivering us from from the punishment of, uh, that we would have faced were it not for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. And we just thank you for that. Father, I want to lift up Clyde Wood, Father. You know where he's at right now. You know what he's struggling with, how he's doing, Father. And, you know, this is a man of God. You know that he's been following you and living for you for so many years. And, and he's just a, a wonderful, marvelous man and such a loving man. And, Father, just, you know, heal him where he sits, Father. Heal his heart. Heal his lungs. And and give him peace and comfort and give my wife peace and comfort and his daughter, Tina, and everyone that loves him. Uh, give them the peace and comfort to know that you're going to take care of him. You are the great physician and he will be healed. And Father, we lift up Sharon, the producer of the show, and everyone out there in this country that's struggling from COVID right now that, you know, Father, it's a plague upon our land, Father, and we just ask that you remove it, send it into the void, and, you know, that we get past this, the vaccines be distributed, that the people develop immunity, whatever it takes, Father God. We put our trust in you. Just let's get past this. And uh, move on, Father. And we we pray for all the people, family members that can't be in hospital rooms with their loved ones because of the restrictions, Father. We just ask that you give them peace and comfort. And we pray, lift up my cousin Laurel, Father. You know what she's dealing with, Father. And we just ask that, that you continue to heal her. And we thank you in advance for all this healing. You are the great physician. We know that we are healed by your stripes. And we just... Thank you for everything you do, Father. And we we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, 
about deliverance. You know, it's it's a wonderful topic. And when I was preparing for this sermon, I, I looked into uh, what some different people said about it. And I looked at uh, what John MacArthur said. He's a, you know, many of you may know who he is. He's a wonderful pastor and and uh, he's written many books and and it really knows the Bible as well as anybody that I've ever come across. And he called deliverance the neglected doctrine. And and I have to agree with him. And he said, you know, I, I read one of his sermons and he said that you don't hear that many sermons about it. He said that when he was contemplating doing a sermon, he even went to theology books and he looked in the back and in the subject index. And, and you know, many of them didn't have the topic at all. And and that's that's that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, folks, because there is no other word in the Bible that describes the power of God in our lives better than deliverance. I mean, Christ came to the earth to deliver us from the fate that we would have for our sins. He died on the cross to deliver us from from that fate. You know, even if you look at how how Jesus told us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the glory, and the power forever and ever and ever. Amen. God delivers us. He has delivered. You know, those, this show is called the transformative power of Christ because I've lived that. You know, I lived for much of my life, not for God, but for my own selfish pleasure, for worldly pleasures, for money, for fame, for whatever it might be, for for alcohol, for, you know, these things that gave me maybe temporary pleasure, but they always left me empty chasing them. And God overnight delivered me from that when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and began to live life for him. And it was instantaneous, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But he delivered me from that, and God delivers us from all kinds of things. You know, the word deliverance means the action of being rescued or set free. And that's what God does. He rescues us and sets us free. John eight thirty six. whom the Son sets free is free indeed. In our recovery work out in the community, we see that. We see people set free from the bondage of addiction. And it's not just addiction. Your issue may be maybe greed or jealousy or anger or or any number of things. You know, we're all human beings. We all struggle with with all these things of the flesh. There's a war between the flesh and the spirit, and we all struggle with these things. But God will set you free. He will deliver you. You know, but we don't use the word much in church. We say people need to pray. We say, you know. Thank goodness for our salvation. They need joy. They need victory. What they need is deliverance. If you're depressed, you need to be delivered from it. You need to replace it with joy. You need to be delivered. And the Bible tells us if we ask, we will receive whatever you're struggling with. And we all struggle with things. Ask God to deliver you from it. And he will. You know, I was reading something else, and there was the, they said the the concept of deliverance was mentioned 179 times in the Bible. I had to laugh. I I appreciate the work they put into to do that, but they missed some really obvious ones. I mean, it's got to be, I don't know what the number is, but it's way more than 179 because they missed some really obvious ones. You know, it starts early in the Bible. We have the Hebrew word, Natsal, 
Palat and Yasha, and they all mean similar concepts, that is, to rescue or to deliver. Exodus chapter 3, verse 8, God says, So I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them into the land flowing with milk and honey. And I paraphrase there at the end, but you all know the story. God delivered his people out of the hands of the addictions. And, you know, whatever we, whatever we follow, we're, the Bible tells us in Romans, we're slaves to whatever we obey. Well, who will free me, Paul asked, from this life of sin and death? And the answer is Jesus Christ will free you. He will deliver you from whatever finds you in bondage. God is the deliverer of his people. We see that in the psalmist. The psalmist wrote over and over again, Psalm 39, 8, deliver me from all my transgressions. That's a great one. We should all pray that every day. Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 91, God is referred to as the deliverer three times. And in fact, throughout the Bible, the Old Testament, we see he rescues or delivers. God delivers his people from their enemies. First Samuel seventeen thirty seven, Second Kings twenty six. He delivers us from the hand of the wicked. Psalm seven two, Psalm seventeen thirteen, eighteen, sixteen through nineteen, fifty nine two. It is throughout the Bible, but we don't talk about it. He preserves them from famine. Psalm thirty three nineteen and death. Psalm twenty two nineteen through twenty one. And again, the most striking example is when God delivered his people out of Egypt. But this continues in the New Testament. In the Greek, the word is zozo, S-O-Z-O, zozo. In Colossians 1.13, we hear God has delivered us from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his dear and beloved son. And isn't that what God did? That's what God did in my life. He delivered me from the darkness and into his marvelous light. You know, we have a program on here on Saturdays called Recovery Radio Houston, and we start it with God wants to deliver you, people that are in bondage. He wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous life. Light. You know, in Galatians 1.4, by God's power, we are delivered from this present evil age. You know, and I, you know, a lot of people connote the word deliverance with deliverance from demonic possession. And, of course, Jesus did that in the Bible, but that's the subject of, of another sermon. There are all kinds of examples where God delivered his people that weren't possessed by demons from all kinds of things. And, you know, one of the beautiful things that I love about being involved in the recovery community is we see the miracles of God on almost a daily basis where he is delivering people out of darkness and out of their bondage. We see it over and over and over again. I don't believe personally that a Christian can be possessed by a demon. But we can certainly be influenced by them. There is evil all over the world. If you look at their, and I'm not saying somebody that can, has a drink is evil, but but people that are in alcohol are in bondage. The enemy has them in bondage if, if you're addicted to it. And I mean, even the liquor stores, wine and spirits. I mean, if you if you have a problem and so many people in our society do, it's. It's so sad with how we use these phones and computers with pornography. Well, you can't turn on the television set without being influenced by something that, that that leads you down that direction. So, you know, we have to we have to be careful about those things. But God will never give us anything more than what we can't handle if we lean on him. You know, Jesus was a deliverer. And we see that early on in the in the New Testament in the Gospels, Matthew one twenty through twenty one, chapter one, an angel appeared to Joseph and he said, "Don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, 
because what is conceived in her is the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, which is Joshua in Hebrew, meaning the Lord saves, because he will save his people from their sins. Deliver. He delivers us from our sins. John 3.17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save or deliver the world through him. Romans 4.25, Jesus was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. In 1 Thessalonians 1.10, only Jesus saves us or delivers us from the wrath to come. Jesus said in John 8.12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I just love that. You know, the way the Gospel of John starts, and it says the darkness cannot overcome the light. Jesus is the light of the world, and he will deliver you from whatever you're struggling with. In fact, Romans 6.18 says, You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. When we're delivered, listen, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all make mistakes. But the difference is, once we've been delivered, we're convicted by it. You know, it's no longer what gives us so much pleasure. We're like, oh, man, I made a mistake. And we pray for forgiveness. And God's grace is never ending. And he forgives us. And we we say, we're going to repent. We're not going to make that mistake again. Because we don't want to live like that. But as Christians, we cannot be possessed, but we can certainly be influenced. I'm going to take a little break here. Because we do this live, we don't have to go to commercial to promote things. I'm going to promote a couple things. First of all, there's a wonderful ministry, my friends at Cool Ministries. And Cool Ministries is really involved in the in the recovery community. They have recovery meetings on Mondays and Wednesdays. They've got a wonderful church. It's at West 34th. And one of the things they do that is so wonderful, my my brother in Christ, Pastor Boyd Harrell, you know, he overcame. He was delivered from addiction and from a life of crime. He actually went to prison, and he's open about it. But he's been out now, I don't know, for 30 years. And and he goes into prisons now, and he teaches the gospel of Jesus Christ into the good news of the gospel. And not only does he do that, he gets into the prisons, and he gets to know these people. He gets a relationship with them so that they can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when they come out of church... I mean, out of prison, he welcomes them into his church, and he, and he re- helps reintegrate them into society, and he helps that foundation of a relationship with Jesus Christ. I just love this man. I love his ministry, and they're having a, a you know, with COVID, there's a lot of folks are, are having some financial difficulties. You could not seed into a better ministry, and they're having a yard sale this Saturday at 5005 West 34th Street. It's called Cool Ministries. Christ over our lives is what that stands for. But it's cool. Cool Ministries, 5005 West 34th Street, right down 290. You take the second exit, I believe it is. It's at the corner of 34th and Kingswood. Go around to the back. They've got a parking lot there, and they're going to have they're going to be selling stuff to raise money for their church and for their ministries. It's going to start at 7 a.m. Saturday morning, 5005 West 34th Street again. Or just go by and give them a donation. These are the people that are doing the Lord's work. We're the Lord's ambassadors on earth, and they're doing the Lord's work. And I, please support this ministry. You can also go on their, their website if you look it up. There's a cool ministry someplace in Kansas or something. I can't remember. So go to the one in Texas. I'm sure those guys are good in Kansas, too. But let's support the home, folks. Go, you, can, you can go, and they got a donate button on their, on their website. Cool ministries. Good godly folks doing the Lord's work, trying to help transform people through the transformative power of Christ. Amen. 
Okay, second announcement. This one's near and dear to my heart. I'm John Allworth, the senior pastor at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. We are a church plant. <laughs> Our timing was, um, you know, could have been a little better. We God's timing's always good, but I guess he wanted to see if we'd persevere. We started a church on March 1st, 2020, right before COVID hit. And we had three live services. And uh, we 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 got kicked out of our building, so um, or we you know live services stopped and and we, what we do is is we have we have church at six p.m. because we're a church plant. Our, our home church is New Covenant Church in Humble. Well, we're going to be back in our building on March the seventh, and we are so excited about that. We're going to turn the corner of this country. I saw even California is lifting some restrictions now. People, be safe out there. I'm not saying we're out of completely out of the woods yet. But but we're I think the country, you know, vaccines are being distributed. People have developed immunities, you know, so we're going back in. We have been on Facebook live every Sunday at 6 p.m. I think God wanted to It's the book of James. He wanted to to check our patience and our perseverance. But we have been on Facebook every Sunday at 6 p.m. You can go to Facebook, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and you can see all our past sermons. But we've been on there. We've been faithful, and, and we're going to be back in our building, 240 West 18th Street. God called us into the middle of the city. It's in the Heights. We're leasing space from another another church in 6 p.m. So you can come see us if, if you know, you miss church that day or you just want to spend more time with the Lord. You know, we're a, a Bible-based church and uh, 6 p.m. Or if you want to check us out, you know, uh, we would love to have you. We're going to be. You know, it's going to be a, a we're going to uh, disinfect the, the, the sanctuary. It's a beautiful church building. 240 West 18th Street, 240 West 18th Street, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And uh, we're we're a Bible based church, a spirit filled church and a recovery church all in one. And uh, we'll be there at 6 p.m. March the 7th this is going to be our first live service. But in the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. OK, back to the sermon. So. We're talking about deliverance and how God has delivered us from so many things. He is so wonderful. Romans six eighteen. you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Because Second Corinthians 10, chapter 10 tells us, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You know, the Bible tells us, ask and you will receive God wants to help you with whatever you're dealing with. Second Peter chapter two, verse nine, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. First Corinthians 10, 13, as I referred to earlier, but God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able and will make a way for you to escape and stand up to it or bear it. But you got to rely on him, folks. He's got to be the most important thing in your life. That relationship, the transformative power of Christ, when you accept Jesus Christ in your heart and you truly begin to live for him, I'm not telling you not to try to succeed in the world and participate in politics or whatever you know passions you have, but you can't make that the most important thing in your life. You have to make Jesus Christ the most important thing in your life and your family second. That relationship, you need to pray for that his will be done in your life and the power to carry that out. That's got to be the most important thing. And then we need to have patience because God's timing is not always our timing. We want to be delivered from things, and sometimes we are. We want to be delivered yesterday. You know, but James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, 
whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let me give you a wonderful example out of that that we talked about earlier. We were talking about Exodus chapter 3, verse 8, and how, you know, God recognized the cries of his people, the children of Israel in, in Egypt in captivity. And he sent the plagues, and they went through the, the whole thing. He hardened Pharaoh's heart, and finally hey, Pharaoh had enough. He said, okay, you, you can go free. So they, they leave, and they got to be jubilant, and they, they collect the gold and everything they can find, valuables, and, and they're trudging off to go into the land of milk and honey. And all of a sudden they hear, uh-oh, Pharaoh's changed his mind, and, and the, the Egyptian army and Pharaoh are right behind us, guys, and they're standing there at the Red Sea. Well, what did God do? God wanted to deliver them even more than they could possibly imagine. He parted the Red Sea. They went through the Red Sea, and all of Pharaoh's army and Pharaoh were drowned. Now, that's a deliverer, folks. Now, you may not see things that dramatic in your life today, but I'm telling you, you know, I was, I've been trans, transparent on this show. I, I had a problem, and, you know, it, it, it got worse and worse. I had a very successful career, but but then, you know, the world got to me. And, you know, my wife left me for a while, and things got really bad, and and I, I needed help. And I was calling around to, to go to rehab. And um, I called a, a, a guy up, I got a number, and he said that he had been to eight rehabs and had never gotten sober until he went to a faith-based rehab. And zing! I'm telling you, folks, it was a supernatural experience. In my heart, I knew right then that's what I needed. And God is so good. He delivered me on the spot. If I think about alcohol today, I think all I can think about is a hangover. If I think about tobacco today, which I was once addicted to, I think about the first time when I was 13 years old or whatever I was and I smoked a cigarette and it made me dizzy. God is so good if you just put your faith in him. And rely on him. You know, Revelation twelve ten says, twelve eleven says, we are the overcomers, or we triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Put your faith not in the deliverance, but in the deliverer. Put don't focus on your salvation. Focus on your Savior. Don't focus on your gifts. Focus on the Giver. He will. He is a deliverer, folks. You know, the verse before that, 1210 says, For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. He has already won. The victory is yours. You just have to claim it. Whatever it is, he will deliver you from it. First John 4, 4 tells us, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one that is in the world. You have to rely on Jesus Christ for everything. You know, the worst thing that ever happens to us is we go home. <laughs> you know, if you look at, at reports of near-death experiences, and, and some of them I think are real. I don't know which ones. But they, they, there's a common theme. They see the light. They feel a love greater than anything they've ever felt before, and they don't want to come back. If you put your trust in God, he's going to take care of you. So I ask you, are you delivered have you gone from where lies are more, truth is more important than lies, where you're blessing from ble- wrath to blessing, from sin to holiness, from fear to joy, from where the world's so important to church, from Satan to God. Again, you're not going to be perfect. There was only one that walked this earth that was perfect. But where, where are your priorities? I want to say one more thing. 
And that is, are you a deliverer? Well, you say, I'm, I can't be a deliverer. I'm not God. After he was resurrected, Jesus appeared to the eleven, and he rebuked them in Mark chapter 16 for their lack of faith. He said, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Are you doing that? Wherever you are, are you telling people the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, We are therefore God's Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Time is short, folks. We don't know if he's coming back next week or if people are going to get hit by a bus. Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tell them about who delivered you, who the deliverer is. And if they don't listen to what you're saying, maybe they look, they're too busy looking at what we're doing. We have to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We need to show the love of Christ. There's too much division in our country. We need to show the love of Christ in everything we do. It's not always easy, folks, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. More important than that, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Amen. We'll be back next Monday at 530. See you then.